Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Passion of Brew. I'm here with my partner, Nathan. Happy to be here again, Lamont. And we are joined by... Alex Folks, owner-operator of the great-famed Penny Lane Pub in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. All right. And who came down to visit from Rhode Island? Patrick Bailey, uh, sales rep for Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Mass for Altex... Lexington Brewing and Distilling, the makers of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale and Town Branch Bourbon. All right, that's a nice uh, lineup you got there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys make good stuff, man. Yeah, we try. We, and we're, we're drinking some of it right now. Yeah. We are indeed. <laughs> we, are, we are drinking Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Yeah, tell me a little our bit about fla- this. The flagship? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, our Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, we take our Kentucky Ale, which is a cross between an English Pale Ale slash Irish Red Ale, so kind of a, a maltier pale ale, if you will. And then we drop it. So for instance, if you were to have it, it would taste a little bit maybe like a Sam Adams Lager, Killian's, mm-hmm. that kind of deal. And then we drop it in the bourbon barrel for six weeks. And we, uh, it comes out tasting as you taste, like almost like a Werther's original. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. vanilla and a lot of toffee mm-hmm. and at 8.2%. Oh really? It's yeah. hidden. That yep. is hidden, isn't it? Can't yeah. taste you it never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, also in the batch, you know, as you put it, we age it in bourbon barrels that are no more than forty-eight hours from having bourbon taken out of it. So inside, you know, say a drum is fifty-five gallons. There's five gallons of bourbon still in the uh, wood that gets into the beer within that six weeks. Wait, because the bourbon just like saturates the wood and expands it and stays in there? Yeah, so most bourbon you'll see, I mean, it's just to be a straight bourbon whiskey has to be aged two years. So if you soak wood in liquid for two years, you can imagine how long, you know, how much bourbon is going to be in that wood still. Mm-hmm. Now, ours is six years old. So you can imagine that it's a lot of bourbon stuck in the woods. Though. And it's temperature, right? So it gets hot, goes in, gets cold, contracts. Uh, we actually store our beer. Good, good segue. We we cold store our barrels. Hopefully, I'm not giving away trade secrets, but we uh, we cold store our barrels so it constricts the wood and kind of adds in, kind of pushing out the bourbon a little bit more. Oh. So how, how, how old is the uh, bourbon barrel before you use it for beer? Oh, I mean, I mean it, it, you, like from when it was made until then? Until that six years is uh, up, or you guys yeah. use no, that no, maybe 40, a couple more times? Before? I, uh, no, we use it once for the beer, and then that's that's it. It's toast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, I don't know, I don't know the exact science behind it, but down in Kentucky, there's a big and in actually the craft community, there's a big secondary market. Oh yeah, and they actually sh- they wine, ship them overseas a lot. Wine, scotch, you name it. Yeah, people love it. There's a lot of things. I've seen people take the barrels. Uh, my GM uh, sent a uh, little video out of a dude that makes guitars out of hmm. out of the barrels. Actually, oh really? Picks up a really cool sound too. Uh, people make chairs. Um, anything. And it's good because you have to because with a with a bourbon you can only use that once. new charred once. barrel. So yes, once sir. you do that, I mean you have well you, you have, have to, to get do something rid of with it. it. But if you're gonna try to make a little more money or at least you know give it to somebody, you know. There's a big uh, there's a big market for uh, 
the barrels down oh, yeah. in Kentucky, yeah. secondary, yep. firsthand. And it's it's kind of really cool because a Cooper is one of the old time uh, employee uh, jobs out there, you know, right up with uh, certain other facets of life, the barrel Cooper. You know, as soon as we figured out that you can make a bucket to put something in, there are barrel Coopers to make mm-hmm. it to store things. And it's a very old time job out there that, let's face it, with uh, the onslaught of uh, uh, Machinery. Yeah, uh, plastic buckets yeah. to store stuff in. The old barrel cooper isn't quite as uh, needed as he once was. So it kind of keeps a time honored tradition in that. It's just still hard. It's not easy to, to put a barrel together. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, if I mean, you look like, at these barrels, these things are all handcrafted. Yeah. Uh, the wood is, I mean, it's rounded off and then they tie it down and they seal it. And it's really cool. And then we fire char. And then you got to fire char the barrels. To, you know, there's different levels of fire char for the bourbon and and different you know. trees too. I, I know uh, we use oak, use, so yeah, but different that, like oh. types of oak as well, like American white oak. oak, and, uh, yeah, white oak. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of different oak. Um, as far as I know, I, I don't know what other wood is used. I'm not, I'm not the tree yeah. expert out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I know we use oak. Um, I don't know if there's like you can't use pine or you can't use. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Maybe birch wood is it good? I, I don't know. I have to say, we uh, at the uh, pub, we kill it with this beer, and it's a high price point beer. You know, I sell it for eight dollars um, a bottle, and we have people who come in just for this beer. It's my dad's favorite beer too. Oh, really? He's one of them. But no, we have a yeah. We we do it for as far as the higher price point beers, it blows everything out of the water. Hey, we're we're, we're out there trying our hardest to get this beer yeah. going. And uh, how's it going? I was just actually talking to Alex. Uh, my three territories are up. Sweet. I, I blame me and only me. <laughs> uh, no, but it is, I mean, it. I've been in the beer business a long time and you can be the most magic salesman in the world and know everybody. If your beer isn't good, you can't do anything with it. Yeah, not, yeah. The you great. can't make a living. Yeah, and our, uh, our brewmaster, Ken Lee, he makes a great product, very consistent. It's appealing to the senses and... Uh, and then you know, flip the script with our bourbon. Mark Kaufman, our brew, our uh, master distiller, makes a, a top-notch bourbon, rye, and a single malt American whiskey as well. What a great combination! Yeah, we try. We're called a brew stillery. Hmm. A brew st- Are you the only brew stillery in the nation? Um, no. There is, as you're starting to see, some of the other beer. Uh, I think New Holland makes a bourbon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we might be the only ones Stone. that tra- Stone. Stone. We, we might be the only ones that trademarked Bruce Stillery as our name. We don't yeah, have a. That's trademark. a new one. We don't have a trademark. We just. I think we just had a creative thinker that's one day said, "Hey, we're a brewery we're a and brewery. it's a distillery." Yeah, Bruce Stillery. There are gum and the candy. <laughs> I'll tell you, you have such a sultry voice, by the way. I do? I love sultry? your voice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's why he has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I look like the classic beer guy. You got the classic uh, voice for a podcast. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good to know. I love it. Um, now, talking now, you were old school before craft. Yep. Beer became uh, big before it blew up in in Connecticut, anyway. Yeah. So, what's the difference uh, 
in terms of you doing business as a you know as a sales guy well I'll, t- I'll tell you this much when I first started in the beer business I started with a brewery called Harpoon Brewery and I'll tell you back 13 14 years ago you didn't go into Penny Lane Pub with Harpoon Brewery hmm. you know they may have not taken it in they may have not wanted to talk to me you know they were still uh, a lot of Bud Light Coors Light uh, oh, yeah. Guinness Guinness oh, yeah. I know still big but Guinness was kind of like your craft selection. Sam Adams was. If they had craft beer, it was going to be Sam Adams. And that was basically it. And um, so you kind of, you know what? You had to work hard at it and you had to develop relationships, which which isn't that much different than it is today. However, today, when you walk in with a craft beer, somebody's going to give you an audience. They want to see what you have because they realize the popularity of what craft beer has become. And they want to be able to take in that item into their into their establishment and be able to get it to their consumer because obviously they like to all be successful and they realize that craft beer is a segment that they should be into to you know to brighten their business I would think right or yeah. make their business better. Well, so you're going to get a shot. I'm gonna get yeah. a shot, right? Yes, and if the, the product is good, just like you at the package store, well, when he comes in, you're gonna give him some shelf space. And you're gonna let the customer decide, right? Well, that's it. I mean, he's talking right there. I mean, the fact of it is, customers didn't want it before, but now they want it now. I mean, it's a now the market's open, and now us as the retail side are sitting going, "Oh my God, we can actually." There's actually I'm not just paying a bill to keep it cold the whole time. Instead of just, you know, now there's maybe a little market of a profit, still very little to none in the beer business for profit, but it's about the enjoyment of it, you know, so I mean, getting it in and having people enjoy it, especially like this. When we brought the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Island, uh, I had it, I thought it was great. I didn't think it was going to last that long, you know, some products sit on the shelf and don't go anywhere, some some constantly move all the time, this is one that does move. And it's a great beer, and people keep coming back for it. So, and that, and that's, and that's what and I want different. my store. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think it is. I think it's from my side. I get a lot of people coming in. I got a lot of new breweries coming in, and I got you know a lot of craft people coming in trying to sell everything. You know, it's you have to be differentiated, and you guys are. And you're not. You know, like it's. You know, I get. I still get so many IPAs coming in. Like I'm so sick of it (laughs) you know it's like everybody's like this is our great ipa it's a west coast it's an east coast whatever you know it's i don't have enough room for all of your ipas on you know when somebody comes in and is differentiated in the right kind of way like this is it's it's bourbon so it's in a bourbon you know their stouts in a bourbon barrel their ales in a bourbon barrel but it's also really good so first you understand the concept of it right and then you try the beer and it's really good it's gonna sell, you know, and that and that keyword too, that bourbon barrel, you know, gets people yeah, interested as well. Pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, because but, it's not just the beer; it's also all right. What right. story is it telling? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm drinking this beer. I'm drinking part of a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? The behind it that right. brought this together. So if all the IPAs are singing the same song, right. You know, and you only got like you, you know just, eight you, to ten lines, you got to do a bourbon barrel IPA. <laughs> uh, coming soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that would be something. That we actually be... uh, we had a specialty series. Uh, we it was one of our seasonals in the past. We did a rye barrel IPA, and we made it with rye. I it was before my time. Okay. I never got to try it. 
Um, it, you know, it's funny, and it just just go back for a second when I first started out. Uh, I know you're from uh, Short Discount. Yeah. When I was with Harpoon Brewery, my biggest account that I'll tell you what this guy, his owner Ken, who owns his store, right. one of the very few. The, Ken would come out and talk to me. Him and I had some. I mean, he brought in like 10, 20 cases of my beer. He gave me a display because he believed in the craft movement back then, wow. going back 13, 14 years ago. So his boss, not not blowing smoke. His boss gave me a couple minutes when nobody else would. When I was driving around my little Hyundai Elantra, mm. you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, you got to get a couple more sponsors. Yeah. Uh, his boss would give me 10, 20 minutes to talk about my product, took it all in. He gave me a small display. He gave me shelf space because he believed in it. And I really, you know, I, I always appreciated that about Ken and, I don't get to see him all the times. I cover three states now, but when I'm in, when I'm in town, I like to pop up there and, you know, just say hi. And I always appreciated Ken, and he was one of the originals that got it and what the craft movement uh, was all about. Sweet. And uh, you know, I was listening to them talk about, you know, how it's different now to what it was back then. Uh, one of the other things is education too, from salesmen down to the retailer, down to the consumer. There's a big, when I first started 14, 15 years ago, I I couldn't, I could count on one hand how many people knew the difference between an ale and a lager. <laughs> and that's for real. And salesmen wow. included. And salesmen I, included? Salesmen included. And I tell you what, I don't think I knew what it, until I asked and looked it up what an ale and a lager was 14 it didn't matter you know back then you get up to the bar here's a Coors Light here's a Miller Light here's a Bud Light you know here's, and here's his, something foreign here's, here's Spud here's, <laughs> but Guinness had his own you're so yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you're so Guinness not far Guinness. from the truth with that and here's a poster of Spud McKenzie to help sell it and you're not seeing that anymore you know now it's you know education I mean huge you know consumer awareness huge you couldn't so I was actually having a conversation a couple minutes ago with Alex. Uh, Sip of Sunshine is out in Massachusetts now. Lawson's uh, finest there. And uh, what do you mean out of Massachusetts? It now? just don't they? No, it just opened up Massachusetts. Just started oh, selling okay. in Massachusetts. And I was in the store. Every phone call for an hour was, "Do you have Sip of Sunshine? Do you have Sip of Sunshine?" So not it's only do they know yet, what it right. is, they're following it. They know where it is. It's the whole level you can't go in with a fake beer anymore you gotta gotta know what you're talking about out yeah there. i want to talk a little bit about the sip of sunshine thing yeah, go because ahead. i know people in um you know at other package stores and you know they just say to me i am so sick and tired of these <laughs> sip of sunshine people i'm it's like they come in that's what they want. That's all they want. They won't. There's there's so many. You know who's not good. sick of it? Lawson. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lawson's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Lawson's I mean, fine. and you can't. I mean, and people say, oh, yeah, Crazy. it's hard to get. And there are people I know. They know at short discount. That's the key word right there. Hard to get. Hard yes. to get. Hard to get. Hard to get. And and people can't get enough of it. Right. So. People know like when it's delivered, 
when the delivery comes to each package store and they will go in tell me am i right on this they will go in and they will buy like cases and clean it out like that truck drops it off at 12 Mm. they're in at 12 10. Got a line of cars behind and that's right and that's when they're running late well what usually happens is uh we we get limited amount and the salesman never really let me know that it's coming in there. It's like, it might come in tomorrow. It's like a possibility. And that's annoying. Why can't you just tell me it is or it isn't? And I'll, I'll answer that question for you, what it is. They may not know. They may yeah. not know. Well, I know that. I know that they're yeah. like, allocated. They're like, oh, I have to answer my boss. And yeah. like, sometimes these things come into the warehouse and people two tiers above them are like, oh, no, this is what's going to happen with this. And they don't even have a say in it. So they can't even commit to me. Because they don't even know. Because they may get shoved to the side. Because because they got to pay some people off. You know, it's, it's a hierarchy within yeah. that distributing company, right? So, well, I could tell you something about Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. All of our items are up for sale, and we will not limit you. <laughs> no. If you, if you want to buy twenty cases tomorrow, I'll sell you twenty cases. Happily, tomorrow. I'm sure happily. And we'll do it happily. We got a couple limited supplies <laughs> actually, uh, but they're keg form. Uh, actually, Alex just got one. We got a uh, rye barrel ale. That just came out. Uh, nice. Instead of aged in the bourbon barrel, aged in the rye right. barrel. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, but yeah, that's and you know how you're saying that about loss and how everybody, you know, like people just wanna, you know, want what they can't have. I always equate it to, uh, you know, everybody wanted the captain of the football team or the captain of the cheerlead team as their girlfriend or boyfriend. And uh, once you actually went out with them, you discovered they had bad breath or, you know, like, wow, they don't talk much or, you know, you, you find something. Once you have it, you're like, nah, now I had it. Let's move on to something else. Now you want the captain of the chess team instead. Yeah. Well, the Sip of My Sunshine thought. people. Sip of Sunshine's seem... a great beer, though. No, I know. <laughs> it's That's a great what beer. Let's saying. not forget about that. Yeah, it is a great beer, but there's something that they don't... Uh, they're not trying other, they're not giving other beers a shot when they can't get a hold of it. Right. I there's, mean, that's what I'm You hearing. know, there's a lot of other great, I mean, if we're talking the IPA category, right. there's a lot of great IPA. Like, it's just, it's not that much better than other very good IPAs. You know? Right. It's it's about... Like, it's close to Captain's right. Daughter. I mean, it's, co- right. you know what I mean? It's close to a lot of... Right. Uh, I think it kind of really comes down to, like, that demand, right? So you make a little bit and you make everyone want. It's like anything mm-hmm. else. It's like the new electronic that comes out, you know, like everyone's gonna be packed up on the store on Black Friday looking to get it for a deal, and after that it's gone. You gotta wait and you gotta spend astronomical money to get it. Or it's not available, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. So the, the difference really is it comes down to all these different breweries is whether you're a brewery that makes a whole line of beers to appease everyone, mm-hmm. or you're just like Lawson's. I just make this beer and this session IPA. I make this I only make those two beers. They're both IPAs and I'm people want them. With so, the and super I, session. But and you, you, you know, you cut it back. You know, all you need to do is get is somebody on the internet going, oh my God, this is the best, most amazing. If no one's had it, everyone automatically thinks it's going to be great. Even the guy who had it has no clue what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. It's a, it's a demand thing and it becomes a, like a seed in your head. It's a, it's a great sales it's uh, marketing thing. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. And then, and then when you look at it and like, you know, plenty of people who had it, I mean, yeah. now, now it comes in the door. All right, somebody comes in and goes, oh, you got some shine? Oh yeah, we just got it. He, uh, we only allow one per person. You know, we don't break it up, uh, you know, it comes in a four pack. Some people cut them up into two. You can only buy two when mm. it first came out. Oh, really? Yeah, we never did that. We are like, we're beer lovers. We'd let you drink beer, man. So 
Come in, the first person walks out the door on their cell phone. Click, 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 mm-hmm. click, 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 click. Half hour later, seven, eight people come in like a wave. Boom, hit us, drive. They're out the door. Click, 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 click. Half hour later, like 20 people come in and then it's gone. It's just like, it's gone in hours, but it's, uh, it's just funny the mentality of it and that there is so many other great beers out there yeah and they just want that because it's hard to get someone told them about it and they get fixated on it and then I'm like you're like here we have another great IPA or another amazing other ale to try and they're like no I don't want it and now I'm hitting the point where people have had sip of sunshine so much they're like nah I don't want it Mm -hmm. let someone else have it I'm this beer over here is half the price and it's just as good. I want that. Yeah. And I'm like, you're smart. It's the same, I like that guy. It's the same thing that happens in the wine world. You know, like if, if you go and you want to get like a really good burgundy, you know, uh-huh. or a Bordeaux, you are going to pay through the roof. But you can go and you can get these other off vintages. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to France and you can get these great wines, you know, that people don't know about. And you can pay 30 bucks, you know, like a Grand Cru Chablis. You can get for like thirty or forty, which you know, Grand Cru, any Bordelais or you know anything right. like that, it's going to be like you could pay thousands, if not more. You know, like it's the same thing. It's just that like it's that's developed over decades too. Oh sure. You know, but this I think we're seeing it in its infancy, which is like it is interesting. You know, you have the Pliny, you know, the younger, you know, that happened out in California, and you know, and now yeah. it's happening here with Treehouse. You see oh, it yeah. and. And with uh, Lawson's finest and yeah, well, they create their like that. you know. It's yeah, interesting to see. But then what ends up happening is, so I remember one of the things was can't wait for Yingling yeah. to come into the market. Oh, right. I remember yeah. hearing. Yeah, that. now let's see how many people are just dying for Yingling now. I could yeah. hear. I could not hear enough about you. I'm, you I went to school between. I went to school in New York, upstate New York. My God, I drank Yingling every day. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, I mean, that was like our good cheap beer. Uh, I was, we were broke right. college students, so it was like Keystone. If we can afford it, Yingling, great. But like, when it came to Connecticut, man, people, you, you gotta have Yingling. On. Why is Yingling? Why is Yingling and Fireball not on? Yeah. Why, like, why don't you have Fireball on tap? Yeah, you know? that's it, man. Because it's not that good. And then it died. Yeah, right exactly. Out. It's not, and then it died. Listen, well, yeah. I'll, I'll take what they sell in cases any day of the week. I feel like we sound Yingling like kind of washed of up yeah. beer people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we are a little bit, but... Well, no, yeah. we're in this exciting time, yeah. and there's just a lot of excitement yeah. going on. There's, I don't want to sound too negative. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I all mean, very good. It's all very yeah. good, and it's just opening up everything in, in the marketplace. Know, and that's like what Alex said. And the bottom line is, I mean, as a as an employed person in the craft beer industry what that does is it brings eyes to the craft beer market mm-hmm. right and same thing you know there's like that thing with bourbon too people are looking for those bourbons now it's, oh yes it brings eyes to the table and it keeps them away from the wine which yeah. Yeah, you know until i start selling wine we don't want them looking at wine we want them <laughs> looking at beer yeah, but wine. next week you never know i mean wine wine had a good so it just brings eyes to the table it brings you know what it brings people into short discount because i'm sure some of those people that bought lawson's also bought a nip or a pint or something along the way or at least they remember that they got it there and then you know he was saying click 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 i noticed people putting it on instagram or facebook that they got it at short discount right probably brings a couple more people and then if ali here 
you know, puts it on tap, people are going to come here and want it on tap, whatever beer or thing that is. So it brings eyes to the table, so not a bad thing. Not a bad no. thing at all. Yes, brings money to the table. Well, and and, and it, it makes it all go around. I mean, that's that's the great thing, too, is that, like, Alex brings a beer in here, right? And then they had it here. But, you know, like, people don't go out every day of the week, but most people, I'm... I drink almost every day of the week. Yeah. I won't, I'll admit it. Um, you know, they come in and they're like, I want that. So where, where do they get that? And a lot of times, and now oh, yeah. with the industry, these specialty ones that are coming out, you can only get them on, you know, get them in logs now and stuff or, or kegs. And they're only at the restaurants, which is which is awesome. So That's it, like, great. It yeah, helps. Us, yeah. It really yeah. kind of helps both markets really thrive and, and allow everyone to be happy and, and kind of get get your juice in yeah there's enough for everybody um so right now we're drinking uh kentucky bourbon barrel stout is our number two beer um especially in the northeast my favorite out of all of them but if you look at me i'm supposed to be a stout guy um <laughs> we take a coffee stout and we age it in bourbon barrels and uh the really cool thing about this is we uh we uh there's this haitian co-op my owner, my company, Dr. Pierce Lyons, he is uh, quite the globetrotter. We own offices all around the world, and I'll get into why that is in a second. But he, uh, we have offices in Haiti, and when the earthquake came on, he wanted to do something for the earthquake victims and not just throw money at the situation. He wanted to do something that was going to help revitalize high Haiti. Like, what can I do? And they came to him, and they said, you know, the coffee trade down here is very corrupt can you do anything with the coffee so there was this free trade Haitian coffee plantation a co-op and we buy all their beans straight up full price and then with some of the proceeds we get from this we've paved roads down there for that uh, there's a school down there where we uh, we buy all their tech high <laughs> <laughs> you never know <laughs> That's um, great, yes, mm -hmm. we uh, we buy their clothes and their breakfast and lunch. That's really they awesome. They have to buy their own dinner, but we buy their breakfast. No, I'm just joking. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure we buy their dinner too at some point. But no, we buy breakfast and lunch for them for school, and we clothe them for the school. And we do that with this, with the beans that go in this coffee stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so really charitable. So kind of how that all came to be with what this is, Dr. Pierce Lyons, he came from a barrel of... Uh, uh, what a, a great fam. name, by the way. Dr. Pierce Lyons. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Is that um, real? That is real. Okay. He is a real man. Yes, Dr. Pierce Lyons. Um, sounds like a name change. And I will say, an, an eccentric <laughs> fella. I swear I think he speaks every language in the world. I've heard him to speak numerous languages. But he came from a family of barrel coopers. And he, from Ireland, he did an internship with the Guinness Heart Brewery and then went to work for an animal feed company. Now there was a small pocket of animal feed people back in the mid 70s in Europe that said, don't use antibiotics in the food because it's gonna affect what you eat, you are what you eat. And when you start using antibiotics in all the food, you're gonna, you're gonna build up a tolerance to where your immune system can't even battle the simplest of things because it's the antibiotics, they're so used to the antibiotics. You know, there's so I guess like antibiotics integrate in your system to where it battles things in your system and, and if prevents the immune system from doing. If your system is used to that, right. it's not going to interact the same way. So Dr. Pierce Lyons was kind of along that same trait, 
worked for this company. They sent them over to Kentucky to open up a new office. And basically what they did, these animal feed companies, same as beer people, they would go to the farms and sell you the feed and the food guy, you know, the farmer looks at it, why should I buy your food over their food? Well, my food features uh, yeast instead of antibiotics and gives you the whole science behind it. And there is real science because cattle and all animals digest through fermentation. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. Pierce Lyons got his doctorate in fermentation science. So real smart guy. I mean, if you ever, if anybody's ever gotten a doctorate, it's not easy. They don't hand them out if, in case you didn't know. You got to work hard for it. You got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> fast forward, uh, as they say, he, I think he, as anybody else, wants to always grow. Realized he could do it himself. Took a big chance on himself. And uh, I heard he uh, basically went into his garage and started mixing yeast with animal feed by himself, maybe a buddy down the street that was doing a podcast at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and making so, some home brew. <laughs> and they started mixing some yeast and he'd go to the farm and start selling it. Well, the, Interesting. the science behind the food started working and the uh, farmers started noticing that with his food, the cattle didn't die as much. Um, the chickens were getting healthier. The pigs were getting healthier. Their hoof disease wasn't as much. There's real science behind using yeast instead of antibiotics. Probiotic, yeah. yeah. So, and it all works through digestion and all that. And then the really cool thing with Dr. Pierce Lyons is he invests in people. You know, I think we're one of the leaders and people use our research in food science. They go to our papers and look at that. He invests in people who are smart, people who can do it, like me in the beer business, of course. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, and we just started getting bigger and bigger, and he he started open, took chances, opened up offices in China, wow. in Japan, wow. and awesome. yeah. Um, and so then in uh, 1999, a brewery in Lexington, Kentucky, where our offices are, our offices right in Lex in Nico. Nicholasville, Kentucky, right outside Lexington, but um, we uh, there was a brewery, Dixie Brewery, out of Lexington, Kentucky, in 1999 that went out of business. This brewery had been around since 1700. In some way, shape, or form, different mm -hmm. owners on that grounds. Well, him being a brewer, an old brewer, and his son was into brewing, bought this brewery and they opened up a beer with called Kentucky Ale. And it kind of shows you what the craft community was back in 99. It was all about amber ales, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, they came, opened up with that, and then they came out with an IPA, a Kolsch, and um, they also started brewing, bur uh, distilling bourbon. So we have Town Branch Bourbon, Town Branch Rye. They built a rye, they distilled a rye. And then Pierce Lyons Reserve, which is named after our illustrious owner, Dr. Pierce Lyons. And uh, it's a single malt American whiskey. Mm. Nice. You gotta get me some of that. Yeah. The bourbon's great. Yeah. Yeah. The bourbon the is really great. Good. Yeah. yeah, they make they yeah. make a coffee liqueur. I haven't had and, the rye. Yep, and then we also the yeah, the rye's really good. Is I, it? It's actually downstairs. Is it? Yeah, we could get some. I might, I might have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also make a bluegrass sundown, which is um, a bourbon infused coffee liqueur. Hmm. So basically, wow. a Kahlua kind of deal mm -hmm. um coffee based not cream based so we did that and then about six seven years ago um he started putting his kentucky ale in bourbon barrels 
and that's where we became a I mean we're kind of we're we're open I think we're in 26 states now 27 wow. states um, that's somebody knows us they're gonna know Kentucky bourbon barrel ale first right um, yeah. we're coming out with great innovation with it now um, we have obviously the Kentucky bourbon ale bourbon barrel stout um, and we got a great seasonal line we're coming out with a new flavor in next week, blackberry porter. Yep. Yeah, wow. really excited about that. I wish I could add samples. Yeah, there. that's exciting. We're really, we're really that pumped about that. Good. And then in March, we're coming out with a um, a new year-round product. It's going to be priced a little bit cheaper, so you don't, you know, it's not going to be as uh, expensive as a bourbon barrel ale. It's going to be called vanilla barrel cream ale. It's going to mm. be authentic cream ale. Tons of vanilla. 5.5 percent yep. and uh you, you know you're gonna look at about a 10.99 uh six-pack bottle Jeez. um kind you of, do 30 racks with that or not no no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no we're not gonna compete with keystone. we're not gonna compete with keystone light and then we have a uh, a nice series that we're uh the rick house series mm -hmm. that actually alex is going to be featuring any day now uh right now the series he's got right now we're we took our, our ale and we aged it in rye barrels instead yeah. of bourbon barrels. So a little more earthier, not yeah. as sweet or kind of deal. So when there's nice. real innovation. And then on the science side, you know, all that animal feed stuff, he's he's not resting on his laurels. He's he's developing science to where we could grow stuff in the desert. He has algae bloom. So it, fish oil is kind of on a shortage now. Mm -hmm. Fish oil is a huge thing. So how fish oil comes about is the fish eat the algae. So as he says, we're cutting out the middleman. He's cutting out the fish and we have algae blooms hmm. that he's making fish oil out of. All that stuff and it's all legit. But wait a second. So he's taking yeah, algae and just making it straight to omegas because. Yeah, right. It's because, the algae. Because it's naturally in there. Fish. I mean, people eat, eat, it's eat from the and algae drink algae already. Right. They do, yeah. It doesn't taste the best. That's why I prefer pill form. <laughs> he's, he's doing that, you know, and I mean, I mean, he invests in companies wow. and he invests wow. in people and, you know, like real science. So the beer it. part of your company is really a small aspect. Hey, we're getting bigger every day. You're getting day, bigger, baby. but I mean, it's, we it's have a, you we, do a lot more. I mean, a lot of companies out there are just focused on yeah, beer. Yeah. And But it's interesting that, you know, when, when you first said, yes, he came over as an animal feed salesman or what, you know, yeah. whatever, you'd say that makes no sense. Right. But you can bring it all together. I mean, it so, makes right. sense. Right. It starts yeah. with yeast. It follows, right. Hey, we're the... And with the process that so many different places you can take it. Yeah, the breakdown of organisms. It's very old school. Like, you yeah. know, the, the scotches, you know, in, in Scotland, they, they malt, you know, they do their own malts. They, you know... They distill their own scotch. They do everything from scraps. They grow their own grains sometimes. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a very old school way of kind of looking at things. It's from the ground up. Listen, my division, the beer division of Alltech, we're the little engine that could. We're yeah. competing. <laughs> we're going to be the top dog any day now. <laughs> oh, yeah. With guys like me, we'll be there. When we come back, we'll take a little break and uh, make sure I save this. Before it freezes up on me. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, that, 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 too many times yeah, twice <laughs> too many. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, beer dinners. Kind of going the way of wine? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Better than wine. Dun, Better than dun, wine. Dun, dun. Yeah, putting fine dining <laughs> to shame. Thank you for listening to another episode of Inside the Passion of Brew. Coming up next, 
with the same crew, Brother Pat, Brother Alex, and my partner, Nate the Skate Howley, will be sitting at Penny Lane around the round table discussing a beer versus wine dinner, and we're going to break that down for you. Uh, We had a lot of fun with that one. Also, be sure to hit up the website, InsideThePassion.com. That's our website, InsideThePassion.com, where you can check out uh, the brew category, which features uh, craft beer and music and art and something rather special that I call rhythm and voice. So be sure to browse around. Each episode has its own dedicated webpage featuring photos and links. So we hope to see you real soon.